Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. And the Retirement Clinic is here with your host, Jeff Kowal. As you just heard, I'm Paul Cronforce. Jeff, joining us remotely like last week, it seems to work out, and it's for now anyway, Jeff, what we're going to be doing. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Paul. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Uh, we have a lot to do. We have a great guest joining us in uh, on the show, not in studio, joining us on the phone today, uh, welcoming back to the program, uh, Marty Dooley. Marty, you're with us on the phone. Are you there? I'm here. Good morning. Well, good morning to you. You and Jeff have a, a you know a long lasting relationship that I want Jeff to introduce the topic and exactly what we're talking about. I do know Jeff, you are planning to do the sexy segment today, like we always do. Aaron Kowal, your son, will be joining us for the boss segment after our first break. That's for business owners as well. So let's dive into this program here, Jeff. Well, one thing I wanted to start with is that sexy segment is going to be an extended segment today. We've just got so much stuff. Talking with Marty earlier this week, uh, there is so much going on. Marty is a a good friend of mine. I'm going to introduce him in a second, but he specializes in life insurance, disability income, long-term care. Uh, Is a great person. I trust him. He does my own stuff. Um, So we'll, we'll introduce him in a second, but I just wanted to touch base a little bit on the markets, how those were doing this last week. What's happening to your retirement plan? There was a really interesting article just this morning in Barron's. And it sounds odd, but it says the Dow dropped 584 points this past week. Why that's good news. (laughs) So the market market was down this week about 1.5 or 2%. Mm -hmm. uh, It's about 2.7% on the Dow, 2% on S&P 500. Why is that good? There's more activity. There are more people buying. Uh, even though it's it's uh, up and down by hundreds of points a day, it's not up by thousand up and down by thousands of points, and I think that's a little bit settling to a lot of people. Um, you still have to you have to have a strategy, have to have a recovery strategy for your retirement plan, your investment plan. Koal Investment Group can help, but you know, be mindful. And this is what I would tell my what I have been telling my clients, and what I would. Tell our listeners, if you need money right now, don't cash out stocks. Take it from the fixed portion of your accounts. Don't cash out stocks. You don't want to sell your life savings at a discount. Um, the other thing is rebalancing. Now that the, the markets have come down a little bit, maybe it's time to look at your portfolio and add stocks at this time. Still could be volatile. We could still see the market go down a little bit. But our investment team at the office was talking this last week and saying, it's more likely that over the next year it's going to be up 25 the markets are going to be up 25% than down 25%. So I would just say hang in there, take a look at your accounts. If Kowal Investment Group can help, give us a call or go online to the kowalway.com and we're happy to help you. Yeah, you mentioned your website and I just want to give some background. The kowalway.com, Jeff, you and your staff Monday through Friday have been so busy lately because of the volatile volatile markets that we're in, but you do the market updates both in Madison and WIBA where this show is also aired and on WISN in Milwaukee. We talk right. a lot of the show about what you said. Just how am I, you know, what do we do in times like this with my 401k? It, sitting back and doing nothing sometimes, Scott, or uh, uh, Jeff, you feel like helpless. Like I need to be doing right. something, but sometimes doing something isn't always the right 
approach. It depends on what you do, right? Because you can make mistakes. That's right. You didn't want to sell as the market were going down. Uh, you didn't want to lock in losses. And now might be the time to do something. Again, maybe increase the percentage. And everybody's different. You have to look at your own risk tolerance and be sure that everybody is different. Make sure it matches your risk tolerance. Uh, but we do business reports, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock, our entire team. 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks on WISN in Milwaukee and the Mark Belling late afternoon show. And then on Vicki McKenna in Madison at 4.55, we give you one minute on what's driving the markets up and down that particular day. Is it a government report? Is it earnings report? Is it employment report, which uh, is not going to look good for the next several weeks? Uh, what's driving the market that particular day? We wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, tech-heavy NASDAQ, every day, Monday through Friday. Every member of our team is involved in that, and you get to know them by listening to those reports as well. And, Jeff, before we start our conversation with Marty Dooley, and uh, if people want to chime in, they can text us, they can call, because we are live on the Retirement Clinic. The Accident Mortgage Line, for talking or texting, is 414-799-1130. But i got to mention something, Jeff. You are part of the Milwaukee Biz Times Future 50, the Financial Times Top 400 Advisors, the Barron's Top Financial Advisor list you have made since 2014. We just got news that you have been named to the 2020 list. That's for the Barron's Top Financial Advisor. Yeah. Congratulations, Jeff. And I know you're not going to toot your own horn, so I'm going to do it for you. Well, thanks. That's a big deal. It's, Barron's is a publication of the Wall Street Journal. They take There are 400,000 400, advisors in the country. They take the top 1,200, um, and there's a criteria that you use, but I think that for the most part, we've always felt that if we did what was best for our clients, if we looked out for their interests first, and that's why we've always acted as a fiduciary, that the recognition would come. And it's really, it's, it's humbling. It's very nice. But I give our clients credit, our, our team credit. We've got a great office and just wonderful people. And we always do what's in the best interest of our clients. So nice of you to mention that, Paul. It's well, not all me, though. It's, yeah, I, I know you, you're a humble guy and you credit your staff as, <laughs> as well. They're well-deserving. We've been doing this show by way of background since right before 9-11, that week in September. That's when we started the retirement clinic, and we've been on every Saturday since. There is a pandemic. Everybody's aware of what's going on in the world, Jeff, but we are uh, bound and determined to make every show live and updated information. So that leads us to talking with Marty Dooley today, our guest on the program, Jeff. Well, Marty is a managing partner with Highland Capital Brokerage. He's an independent broker, um, and he likes he'll describe it as as a manufacturer's rep. But he sent me this article, and I, I'm going to use this as a jumping off point. This is a Forbes article: Consumers panic shopping for life insurance in the face of a coronavirus. The article says the panic shopping for coronavirus planning doesn't end with food, water, and toilet paper. Some consumers are also panic buying for life insurance. In the face of widespread fears about infections and quarantines, many Americans are getting their financial houses in order. Marty, why don't you start with that article and see what you're seeing as a change now that uh, the coronavirus is here and you're seeing more activity, aren't you? We're seeing a lot of activity, um, and I will tell you, uh, initially, I, I thought it was odd, but, um, you know, when you read articles like that Forbes article, it, it makes sense. I think a lot of people um, have, a, you know, a fair amount of time on their hands, being that they, they can't be socially active, and they're going back and they're taking stock on, on some of their, uh, their 
personal matters, and I think uh, insurance is one of those matters that I think people are kind of sitting down and taking a look at, at what they have and making determinations as it relates to, you know, is it meeting their needs right now, and they're kind of looking at how the performance is, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I, I think and you're considering an essential business, too. Yeah, so we are. Yeah, so the so the life insurance industry, the insurance industry in general, had been deemed uh, an essential uh, business, and so we're open for business. My my office is not open, but my staff is working remotely. Everybody's set up on laptops from home. Um, the insurance industry has been uh, fairly nimble in their response to uh, the the pandemic. In that, uh, while most insurance offices are closed. I think that you'll find nearly every insurance company that we work with is working at full capacity on a remote basis. And they've, they've addressed the, the kind of the current situation um, pretty aggressively from a standpoint of one, uh, they're doing a lot of electronic applications. So no need to meet face to face with people. So there are websites out there where you can make the electronic application to an insurance company for life or disability or long-term care, um, interviews over the phone, et cetera. This is technology that existed but hadn't been used to a great extent previously, and they've really ramped up their, uh, their utilization of that. They've also started to do um, a lot of things as it relates to underwriting, where they've loosened up considerably on underwriting standards. So just three weeks ago, I had the ability to get um, someone who is reasonably healthy about a million dollars of life insurance without the need to take an exam, blood test, urine test, etc. So anybody who's bought life insurance in the past is aware of that physical exam. The examiner comes out to your house and does an exam. With when you were telling me that, I had flashbacks. You know, we started... I started four four years ago, and it was nuts. If you had if you had somebody applying for a fifty thousand dollar policy, you had to have a medical exam, urine specimen, you had to have all that stuff. A hundred thousand, you had to have EKGs done. Now you're saying million dollars, tele app. They don't even have to see. And and a lot of people are, um, are are sometimes uncomfortable having to have that medical exam done. People were uncomfortable before, and I think that people are even more uncomfortable now given what's going on. Um, and so, again, this, this technology and the, this automated process by which people can acquire assurance had existed previously. And, again, up to about, I would say, three to four weeks ago, I, could, I had several companies that would issue up to a million dollars of life insurance com- uh, of coverage to somebody that was reasonably healthy uh, via a, a short form, either electronic or paper application, and a phone interview. And then the insurance company would collect the rest of their underwriting requirements via uh, electronic and uh, artificial intelligence type means. Within a week, that number moved from a million dollars to $2.5 million, to $3 million, to where I sit today, I have two companies that are willing to offer up to $5 million of coverage without that physical exam and the need for a blood and urine test and EKG, et cetera. 
Now, I want a caveat. Why would that change that? Well, but why would that have changed? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, I just want to caveat that by, by saying that it's not a program for everybody, and somebody does need to be in reasonably good health and needs to be seeing a doctor on a somewhat recent basis because they are going to try to collect information from your, your doctor or your attending physician in order to make a, a determination on risk. Um, but I think that, you know, I think leading to your question, which is why would they do it, I think that the insurance companies feel that they have enough avenues electronically um, to make a determination on, on risk um, that they don't need that type of information. Marty, if you can't hold that thought, we do have to sneak in a break to keep on track here. But we're going to come right back with Jeff Kowal and our guest, Marty Dooley. We've got the sexy segment, the boss segment, all ahead on the Retirement Clinic on WISN and WIBA. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. The ink is barely dry in the third coronavirus-related stimulus bill called the CARES Act. A major part of this bill is much-needed assistance for small business and their employees. As we have discussed before, the cornerstone of the legislation for business owners is the forgivable SBA 7A relief loans. It's designed to keep payrolls intact. This is referred to as the Paycheck Protection Program, and it offers up to $10 million to fund certain business expenses incurred between February 15th and June 30th of this year. This loan will be forgiven based on how much of it is used for qualified expenses like payroll. The loan forgiveness is also excluded from a business owner's gross income for tax purposes, which is huge. There's also an employee retention tax credit. Businesses and nonprofits that retain workers during this crisis can get a refundable payroll tax credit. The credit is available through this year, and an owner can get 50%, 50% of wages and qualified health plan expenses for a maximum of $5,000 per worker in tax credit. This option is not available for those who take a loan from the Paycheck Protection Program. The treasurer can make advanced payments of the credit and can be claimed against quarterly payroll taxes. This may be a viable option for businesses that don't take an SBA loan because of the 500 employee size limit. Another benefit is tax deferral of some payroll taxes. Business owners can defer can defer the 6.2% Social Security payroll tax to the future. This won't save any money but can help with cash flow for struggling businesses. Last for today is the CARES Act gives money to states to pay unemployment benefits through short-time compensation programs, which means workers who see hours reduced 40 to 60% or so, which varies by state and gives them some relief. Not all states have this benefit, and this part of the CARES Act is designed to encourage states that do not have this enacted to start offering this program. There are so many moving parts, and there are parts of this massive bill that has funding but no mechanism yet to provide relief, like for businesses that incur expenses for transitioning their people to work from home. We will continue to stay on all the new developments, and please reach out at thecowalway.com for more information on this and any other business planning challenges. Thank you, Aaron. Of course, that is the Boss Minute. That's Business Owners Savings and Security, a special segment we do each week with Aaron Kowal. This is the Retirement Clinic. Welcome back from the Kowal Investment Group. Your host is Jeff 
Kowal. And Jeff, let's get back to our discussion. We've got our guest on the phone today. Uh, Marty Dooley is joining us, and uh, you have a lot to talk about. In fact, tease your sexy segment coming up, Jeff. Well, just not uh, pretty much in line with what Aaron was talking about. Not only should you be applying for that loan, but Marty's going to talk about some instances in, in the business situation, the sexy segment, uh, where he helped them with some uh, issues regarding their life insurance and other company benefits. We also had in that sexy segment, um, you know, why now? Why should you be looking at some things now? Um, and changing needs for the estate planning, so it's it's gonna be, it's gonna be an expanded, sexy segment. And who better to do it than Marty Dooley, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so Jeff, let's Marty, get back. We, we were, okay, we were talking about uh, with uh, why they go from a million dollars that you get blew up to two and a half million to five million dollars in just two weeks. Why would it go so far so fast? Well, I think there's a couple of things. I think that the insurance companies feel like they have uh, some of these technologies in place that that they could uh, um, utilize them more readily today. I, I think like any industry right now, they're trying to find creative ways to continue business to flow, et cetera. And they're trying to find easy ways for consumers who are interested in purchasing life insurance to be able to do it. And so I think you've got kind of this, um, you've got a situation where the technology existed, uh, you have a demand out there for it, but it needs to be done in a way that, that's easy and convenient for the client. And the, this pandemic kind of brought everything together. And I think you've got companies that are instituting new policies in order to continue to drive business. Getting back to that article, originally the Forbes article, uh, the life insurance. Let's talk about uh, time for consumers to review their coverage. Um, the methods, how would you determine the needs? How do you determine whether a policy is, is good for them, underperforming? You know, how, how, what's the process with this? Well, I think it's different for everyone, quite frankly. But um, I, there's, there's, as far as the amount of coverage one needs, um, it, it's really kind of a, a personal and individualistic type of uh, situation. So I think that everybody's um, situations as it relates to the amount of coverage that one needs um, is going to vary greatly based off of their circumstances. There's rules well, of one, thumb. One, uh, well, go ahead. I was just going to talk about that, but go ahead. Well, no, but please uh, throw in your thoughts and I'll follow up on that. <laughs> well, it used to be 10 times your income. You know, now when we talk about retirement, you should have 10 times your annual income in your in your retirement plan. So if you're making 125000 a year, you should have $1.25 million in your retirement plan. It used to be the same thing for life insurance, a rule of thumb. And if you if you think about it, if you have a million dollars of life insurance and you're able to pull out four percent, that's forty thousand dollars a year of income. If somebody passes away, that's that's not enough because you're talking about replacing the the, the income of of a spouse who passes away. How, what, yeah. what are your rules of thumb? What do you, the, 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 income, the the rule of thumb income is still out there, but I think that everybody's circumstances are different. You could have two people drawing the same type of income, same same type of earnings, but be in very different situation. One who's living in a house that's paid off, um, that has a wife that works, and um, doesn't have a lot of monthly overhead from a household standpoint, where that 
the other person that's drawing the same type of income has a large amount of debt and has five kids and a wife that doesn't work and is in, has a much greater need for life insurance. So when we sit down with people, we really try to, to, to kind of take an, an individualistic approach to looking at what one's needs are, because some of the old rules of thumb just don't apply anymore. And People's financial situations have gotten more complicated and messier over time, and I just think that uh, that everyone needs to to uh, to take stock in what they need um, on an individualistic basis, as opposed to just using a a multiple of income. Agreed. I then um, you know now is a good time to, to at least take a look at that. There are different formulas you can uh, use. Uh, to determine what your expenses are and all that, not just a rule of thumb. How do you determine whether a policy that you currently have is underperforming? What would cause a policy to underperform? Well, I, I think, again, um, you know, in that process of sitting down and doing a review of one's coverage, um, it's imperative that people uh, – Term insurance is term insurance, and I think that one thing that happens with term insurance is someone buys a term policy, and they buy it for maybe a 10-year term duration, and very quickly they go through that that policy, and the next thing they know, they're sitting at the ninth year of a 10-year term policy, and so they, they need to keep tabs on that. I, I've got term insurance. How long is it going to run? How long is it going to last me? What are my needs beyond the end of that term duration? And so just to kind of keep an eye on that from a term perspective. On a policy that's a permanent policy that carries cash value, I think that it's imperative that someone go to the company that they have the coverage with and ask that company to provide them with what's referred to as an in-force ledger. So that is a projection of how the policy is going to run from this point forward. So most that's, people... That's a key thing because you can potentially see that your policy is going to run out before you do. And if you thought that policy would last forever... Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of people after they they acquire life insurance, they throw it in the in the drawer and it gets dusty and the bill comes in once a year and they write the check and send it in. And that's about as much time as they put toward it. Um, Unfortunately, life insurance, for the most part, depends on the type of coverage, but most life insurance policies are interest sensitive. They're, they're, they're going to perform based off of the interest rate environments. And we've seen that over the past two decades um, continuously go down. And so that, that interest sensitive product that one bought, say maybe in the mid 90s or the early 2000s, where the original projections for that policy were that they were going to last for that individual's lifetime, um, may not be playing out the way that they had assumed. And so when someone acquires life insurance, they typically cash value life insurance, they typically are doing so off of a ledger of projected costs going forward. And what this enforced ledger does is it provides that same projection, but from this point going forward. And what we often find is that the life insurance is not performing up to its original expectations. And in many cases is going to require additional premium or it's going to lapse before they had intended. 
And so I think that that's really a, a critical kind of starting point for a lot of people as it relates to uh, taking a look at the, the life insurance policies that they do have currently. Life insurance is disability income, long-term care, very competitive. One company would be leapfrogging another, another company with additional benefits, additional features, things like that. Are there better options now? Are there better products available now? So I think what a lot of consumers are looking for today um, as it relates to life insurance products are uh, contractual guarantees, especially somebody who's bought a policy, say it was 15 or 20 years ago, has seen that policy underperform its expectations and potentially have an issue with lapsing before one is going to pass. Um, so I think that there's a there's a new focus and a, and a new consumer drive toward buying a policy that's guaranteed and is going to make it to, you know, the, the point that they want that, that coverage to carry to. So guarantee the premium, guarantee the death benefit without any questions, and take that interest-sensitive interest component out of the life insurance um, uh, contract. So that, that's one thing is, that we see. Um, the other thing that we're seeing um, a great deal of interest in is over the past, I would say, five to seven years, a number of life insurance companies, all the major life insurance companies, have now introduced life insurance policies that also provide for long-term care benefits. And it's a pretty simple concept in that it is a standard traditional life insurance policy that will allow the insured to draw down off of the death benefit if they are in need of long-term care coverage. And so a lot of people like the idea of being able to, um, to kind of kill two birds with one stone and buy a policy that's, that is going to protect them for long-term care needs and if they don't use it for long-term care needs, they know that it's going to pass to their spouse or their children or some charitable organization that they've uh, deemed as a beneficiary. Yeah, just two comments on that. One is that you're basically taking advance on the death benefit. The company knows that they're on the hook for a half a million dollars, as an example. The insurance company does. So do you get it when you die or does somebody get it when you die? Or if you need it for, for uh, long-term care benefits – you could take an advance on the death benefit. The other thing Correct. that I noticed, and Marty, you and I just just did this, where we did some, you did some life insurance policies for me with that have a longevity of a, age 100 or age 120. That used to be crazy, but now that we see people living into their 90s, and you know policies are expiring at 85, and now we got to go to 100 or 120, that's not so crazy anymore, is it? Um, it's probably to, to make it to a hundred is probably still remote, but, uh, more people, there's more centurions out there today than there were a decade ago. And that number will continue to, to climb as people take, uh, you know, better, better care of themselves and we have better access to, uh, to medical care. Explain your relationship with us and with other advisors. Well, as you had, as you had mentioned um, uh, earlier off in the show, you and I go back a, a long time. And yeah. my function in the insurance world is, as you had mentioned, is I, I view myself as a manufacturer's rep. 
Most insurance companies today view themselves as manufacturers of product. Um, they don't employ large distribution channels, sales forces. So they'll use someone like myself and my firm, Highland Capital Brokerage, to uh, get product out to market. So my clientele are people like the Jeff Kowals of the world who are sitting down with clients on a regular basis talking about their financial needs and objectives and, you know, quite frankly, or quite often, um, insurance issues come up. And um, Jeff and I have built a relationship where uh, Jeff uh, sends his clients to, to us to, to work with and to, to build insurance plans for. So um, I work with um, agents primarily agents and financial planners throughout the Midwest. Uh, I've been doing this since 1985. And um, the, the company I work for, Highland Capital Brokerage, is based here in Elm Grove. However, we are a national firm, and we're based out of uh, Birmingham, Alabama. And is there a contact number or website we can reach out to you, Marty? Sure. So my phone number, my direct number in the office, is 262 364-0700. And the website for Highland is highlandbrokerage.com. The final minute of the program. Welcome back. And as we close up the retirement clinic, Jeff Kowal, we want to thank our guest, Marty Dooley. And of course, Jeff, thank you to you. Well, this was a lot of fun today. Time went by fast. Uh, Marty Dooley, a great friend and a uh, great person for life insurance, long-term care, the combination hybrid policies, disability income insurance. Marty uh, can be reached by, by contacting us, but I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Marty, you did a great job. Well, I appreciate you having me. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, and for advisors that want to contact Marty, what's your phone number, Marty? 262-364-0700. Okay. And then for Coal Investment Group, if you're close to – uh, or already in retirement. If you have $750,000 or more in retirement assets, now's the time to rebuild your retirement. Uh, it, chances are it got beat up in this recent downturn. Uh, let's look at its strategies to rebuild that. Give our office a call, 262-522-4040. I'm looking at my website now. Go to the thekowalway.com, the Way. Up in the upper right-hand corner, you can say contact us. Uh, the initial consultation is free. There's no charge. It's complimentary. And we'll say nice things about you. <laughs> uh, so come on, come on in and see us. We've got a great team of people who care about your success in retirement. Jeff, again, thank you so much for uh, being on the program today. We thank Marty Dooley. Your website, as you just said, thekowalway.com, 262-522-4040. Offices in Waukesha, Port, Madison, Phoenix, Racine. Jeff, have a great weekend. Thanks. You too, Paul. Thank you for your time. And, of course, we're back next weekend on both WISN and WIBA.